Welcome into the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield here for Friday, January 29th. Uh, we're down in Mobile, Alabama right now for the Senior Bowl. Uh, recording this right after the last of the Thursday practice sessions. And Mark and I were there for both sessions today as well as one of the sessions yesterday. And just wanted to give our thoughts on some of the, the top stories uh, that we've seen here. Mark, you uh, got here a little bit before me actually. What uh, what's what stood out to you over the last day and a half? I mean, a number of things have stood out. Obviously, the hype coming down here in Mobile was North Dakota State quarterback Carson Wentz. He's gotten a lot of first-round buzz in the past couple of weeks, but when everybody descended on Mobile, would he be able to live up to the hype? And I think he's kind of answered all the questions that people might have had about him. Um, I got to see a little bit of the North practice yesterday on Wednesday. Uh, caught the tail end of that, and the first thing I really saw was Wentz making a beautiful deep comeback throw to Braxton Miller, the Ohio State quarterback turned wide receiver. Um, he made another great throw today. They were doing team red zone drills, threw a beautiful fade route. So I think Wentz has pretty much lived up to the hype. Um, that's kind of been the standout for me. It's really hard to evaluate quarterbacks at a senior bowl type setting, especially where you have four quarterbacks to each roster. Not a ton of reps, so you don't get a lot of exposure to these guys, but once is definitely in the time that he's seen and the practice reps that he's had, he's definitely stood out to me. Yeah, and, and I know one of the things that you said just, you know, one of the first things that stood out was just how big he was, actually. That, you know, he's, he's bigger than I think you expected, bigger than I expected, and, and uh, you know, certainly looks the part of, you know, kind of an upper echelon prospect here where I think a lot of people were saying, well, you know, he's coming from a smaller school, and even though they've been successful at that level, uh, you know, I think just physically stands out, you know, among the other quarterbacks that are out there today. Yeah, and what's interesting in, in seeing, again, an exposure like this to players in this environment, in this setting where it's basically a practice session, you basically can learn a lot from each player when they're not running reps, when they're just interacting with teammates, guys that they've just met, trying to become sort of a leader or a focal point. And one of the things when you watch Wentz is he's always, you know, running to the next drill, like trying to be that guy, be that leader. And that's kind of the, like, off the field sort of, you know, I don't know what the exact right word is. It's one of those factors that you just don't get to see when you're watching a guy on tape. So that's something that I've liked to see this week. Dak Prescott on the other side, on that self squad, you see that from him as well, kind of trying to be that leader, the leader of that team that has kind of pulled together for one week. So it's been interesting to watch kind of the off-the-field, between-reps interactions for all these players. Yeah, now uh, talking about the uh, the South practice from this afternoon here, um, and in particular, one guy that stood out to me, I know that you saw some good things from him as well, uh, is Dan Vitale, the fullback slash H-back from Northwestern. They've used him in a number of different roles this year. And in particular, uh, what stood out was in the passing game, when we were looking at one-on-ones as well as in full team drills today, uh, great hands and I think better than expected quickness and the ability to really break off routes and create some separation there. Yeah, he's a guy that we were excited to see because of what we've done on Inside the Pylon about that Northwestern offense this year. He's a guy that Northwestern used sort of as a lead blocker type, but they used him a lot in the passing game, and even in the vertical passing game. He definitely stood out 
in the passing game, both in team drills and one-on-ones matched up against linebackers and safeties. He can create separation with quickness, catches the ball really well. So a guy that Chuck and I, we were both excited about seeing him, and he stood out this week as well. And also uh, in the passing game, a guy that you mentioned uh, you know, you were paying close attention to here, uh, Sharon Peak from Clemson. That's right. He's a guy that not many people are hyping up as a you know top flight wide receiver in what is shaping up to be a very good and deep wide receiver class. He's kind of had a quietly good week. Um, people have been noticing him more and more. Another guy that can create separation with quickness, makes quick cuts, gets in and out of breaks really well. So don't be surprised to hear him, his name get mentioned more and more in this wide receiver class. Has any of the running back talent stood out to you? I mean, I, I've looked around at, you know, the names that are here, and obviously probably, you know, the biggest names that are here, Kenyon Drake, obviously someone who we had talked about wanting to see here. Um, and I think, you know, in particular, we've, we've seen him in pass protection drills, not really being able to handle himself that well there. And especially if you talk about him as a passing back, that's a role he's going to have to fill. You know, he's going to have to be able to pass block, and that's something – that really he hasn't shown the ability to do this week. Yeah, and that's something he wasn't asked to do a lot of at Alabama. So this is kind of a new facet to his game that he's trying to develop. He's struggled with it a little bit, especially in blitz protection drills. Uh, but he's in a fast, explosive guy, runs great routes. He's a threat in the passing game. And that's going to be his game at the next level is that kind of not just a change of pace back, but a back that you can go no huddle with, go up-tempo with. He can run the ball on the edges, and then you can split him out wide in some situations like the Patriots like to do, get him matched up on linebackers. Another name that's kind of stood out the running back position is Kenneth Dixon, the uh, Louisiana Tech running back. He's had a very good week, shows some good vision in the run game, identifying holes, reading recognition, and getting two holes in and out of breaks really well, makes good cuts in the backfield, one cut-and-go kind of guy. So I think that that's a name that people were excited to see coming down here, and he's kind of lived up to what people were expecting from him. Yeah, I was also, over the course of uh, the, the South practice today, taking a look at Jeremy Cash, the safety from Duke. Uh, we had uh, you know, Dave Archibald from Inside the Pylon had done a number of different video breakdowns on Cash and his strength in the run game against the, uh, the run. But one of the things that Duke did not really ask him to do much of this year was to drop back in coverage. And we saw him a couple times today uh, playing more of a center field role for uh, the defense here. And in a couple different cases, just found himself getting his hips and his feet lined up, you know, a little bit in the wrong direction if someone was crossing his face, you know, paying a little too much attention uh, to a flash of color as opposed to remembering his responsibilities. It's something that I think he probably has the mental aptitude to clean up because he's a very smart football player, but he just hasn't seen the reps at it, kind of like you were talking about with Drake and pass blocking. It's something that Cash hasn't had a chance to do a lot of here. Yeah, and Chuck, you pointed this out during the South practice. They were doing some red zone team drills, and he was playing sort of that middle of the field free safety role on that, and he kind of got beat on a cover three scheme where he saw a flash of color to his right and basically vacated his area, that middle zone, and let a post route come from behind that, Went for a touchdown, I think, from Jacoby Brissett or Dak Prescott. I forget which quarterback threw it. But, again, a guy that wasn't asked to do a lot of that, they're testing him this week to see if he can do it and teams can get a feel for his ability to make that adjustment. He's shown at times some unfamiliarity with it and a little bit of hesitancy and making some bad decisions. 
But he's shown an ability that he can do that on other occasions, so it's a chance for teams to see that. Take away the fact that, okay, he's a coachable guy. Maybe we can get him some more reps in it. He can be better at that if we ask him to do it. Yeah, and, and with these types of things, what, what does become challenging here is, look, you get to see these players through a week of practice, but you don't get to see how do they respond to six weeks of training camp in a new role. You don't get to see that, and so that's why I think when we talk about some of the uncertainty uh, that we see in terms of you know players being drafted that then it turns out they either are better or worse than expected, I think a lot of it's just because, look, you're going to be putting these players into positions where they're asked to do new things, and I think the big thing that you try to look for this week is can they start to show they're picking it up? Not are they going to be perfect at it, but can they start to show that they're not going to make the same mistake two, three, four times in a row? Right, and a great name to bring up off of that point is Illinois' defensive end, defensive tackle, Jihadi Ward, who, if you look at his tape, um, there's a tape of his up on draft breakdown right now, doesn't really flash that well on tape, the defensive end, Jihadi Ward from Illinois. But he's had a great week up until today. Um, really did some great things um, with his hands, with hand placement. And he's working under Rod Marinelli, a defensive coach for Dallas, and has really sort of shown some good improvements to his game, which is a great example of a guy being asked to do something new, get a little refinement to his game, and he can really pop on film and in practice. He left today's practice with an injury, so we don't know his current status, but Jihadi Ward is another name that I think people should remember come you know, the rest of this draft season. Yeah. Uh, talking briefly just about kickers, uh, two guys down here. Kaimi Fairbairn from UCLA and Ross Martin from Duke. Uh, Fairbairn kicking in the morning th- today with the North. And what we saw from him, uh, you know, in warm-up, seemed to be hitting the ball pretty cleanly, but got into the field goal portion of the practice and had a couple 50-yarders that actually ended up short. There was a little bit of wind in his face there. It was a cold morning, but for a guy who is looking to be able to step in and play at the NFL level right away, it's not something that you want to see. You can't be short on 50-yarders in the NFL absent uh, conditions like we saw in Minnesota a couple weeks ago where it was zero degrees with wind. Uh, and so that was something I think that concerned me a little, which is odd because he's a guy who's had a strong leg in his college career. Martin, on the other hand, uh, really impressed me with what I what I saw the last couple days. Hit a 60-yarder yesterday, uh, and then in warm-ups today, was booming 50-yarders with five, six, seven yards clearance easily here. Shows an easy big leg uh, there in you know on field goals. Still has not showed tremendously well on kickoffs, but the field goal leg I think is ready to be you know in the NFL on day one, ready to go in the fall here. Needs to do a little bit of work on kickoffs, obviously. It's something we've talked about before, but I think from what I saw, the ball really pops off his foot when we're talking about field goals here, and I don't see any major issues there that would prevent him from stepping in as a rookie here. And Chuck, you had a chance to talk to Martin after the South practice today. How has he felt about the week, and how has his experience been down here? Has he been meeting with teams? I know People meet with everybody, so you don't put too much stock into it. But he's a kicker; it's a little bit different. Yeah, he uh, he said it's you know it's been a very good week for him. In addition to the sixty yarder that he hit uh, on Wednesday, also had a fifty six yarder on Tuesday. He said he's been really comfortable hitting the ball really well. He's met with just about every team out there, outside of a couple uh, that really don't have issues at kicker. That obviously you're not going to be talking. Uh, about replacing a Steven Goskowski or an Adam Vinatieri uh, coming this fall, but said he's met with uh, you know 27, 28 teams. He's a guy, and again, I'm I'm someone who typically doesn't believe that you should draft kickers 
uh, very high, if at all, just because they're generally easy to replace. But he's a guy that, you know, we talk about the top kickers this year. Roberto Aguayo is the number one, and I think with what I've seen this week, I'm pretty close to solidifying Martin in that top two. I can't really see him dropping out of my top three as far as kickers are concerned. Um, what else have you seen, Mark? we got you know, a minute or so left. Anything else that has stood out over the course of the day today? I was very impressed in this self-practice today, especially during that team red zone drill and then some no-huddle, uh, quick-tempo stuff at the end with Jacoby Brissett, the North Carolina State quarterback. I know that he's a quarterback that you show some good signs to his game, and there are some things that he definitely needs to improve, such as mental processing speed, play speed, you know, making his progression reach, which he can do, but he needs to speed that process up. He made a number of great throws today in that red zone drill, nice seam route for a touchdown, and that no huddle drill, another seam route for a touchdown. Throws slant routes really well. I think, and in talking with some people down here, he's a quarterback that you see that mid to late round range, a team that you know can draft him and let him learn for a year or two, season him up a little bit, let the game come to him a little bit more. He's a guy that I think has shown you know some flashes down here in Mobile that he's worthy of a draft pick and should be on an NFL roster next year. Very good. Well, we're just about done for today. We will be down here uh, through Saturday morning, so hoping to have a little bit more reporting coming out over the next 24 to 36 hours. Chuck Zod and Mark Schofield, we'll see you later.